Okay, Ice Cream Conspiracy, Ice Cream Man Conspiracy Podcast. Let's get into it. I'm Kevin. Okay, this episode is going to be Ice Cream Man Joins the Secret Society. All right, back in about 2010, 2011, um, I was staying up late, watching TV. I, I was pretty happy, but I was a little bit frustrated with my life. You know, I was a little bit missing something. I was... It was late at night, and I saw this ad, right? And it was, uh, Your Wishes Your Command CD set. And it was an infomercial, and there was this guy, Kevin Trudeau, and he was wearing a nice suit and everything, and something about the way he's speaking, he was talking about secret societies, and he said he joined this club, and he learned some, uh, things about the law of attraction he started talking about success and about money and about manifestation and so uh, something in that triggered me you know connected with me and I I think I bought the CD set it's a 13 CD set um I, I bought that CD set on eBay or something like that I don't remember exactly but and then I I got it and I I started going into it right and it takes a while, but material was fat, uh, excellent, excellent material. And um, and at the end of the CD, I think 14 CD or whatever, they said uh, we have there's a club, right? You can join this uh, club, success group or whatever, uh, fraternal organization, and. Uh, and by joining this club, you get to go on a free cruise, right? So I thought this sounds crazy, sounds good to be true, but I look into it and uh, the club was called Global Information Network, right? And so I was like, yeah, this is awesome because at that time I didn't have much to do, right? I was just working and living and that was about it. But uh, I joined the club I think it was a thousand dollars or something, and then you had to pay hundred fifty a month. This is the U.S. U.S. dollars. Um, and I went. I went on. I, w- I flew to Miami, and there was a cruise ship, and actually they had two cruise ships. It was Norwegian Norwegian cruise ships. There was a, the Pearl and another one. I think it was a Pearl. And it was filled with just the people from the club, right? So I was all excited. Never been to Miami before. Uh, the weather and the lot of nature is beautiful there. I went on the ship, and this is the start of my adventure into this club. And you know, I, I'm um, at that time I was actually selling ice cream, right? So I'm. I got a I got the ice cream job off Craigslist. I got hired at Rainbow Ice Cream. I worked for Mito and all those clowns, right? I'm gonna start driving an ice cream truck. And as I'm driving an ice cream truck, I'm listening to Your Wishes Your Command. I'm enjoying the CDs and learning a lot. Then I get to go on my uh my first uh cool trip, you know. So I'm going to Miami, and uh, uh, I lost my train of thought here. Okay, um, 
then uh, the first time I, I got on the ship, right, and I was just, uh, I saw Kevin, he was there uh, on the deck, he was walking around saying hi to people, and uh, the first time I saw him, it's kind of funny because he was, uh, he had a, like a pink shirt, khakis, Ray-Bans, and he was like surrounded by beautiful women, they're trying to take their picture with him, and that was on the deck of uh, the Norwegian ship. And uh, I think he had a bodyguard there. I didn't say, uh, introduce myself because I was kind of uh, sweaty and dirty from walking around, um, walking around uh, Miami, right? But, uh, and then later on, he used to come, sit, says hi to other people. And this became the whole the journey of uh, me joining this club. And it's, when I say secret society, it's not really secret. You know, it's, there's a website, a global informationnetwork.com and it's you know it's uh it's published and uh, whatever um and then but the information and in the your wishes your command cd was very very interesting stuff i never heard before it talks about how the elite elites are kind of obsess obsessed with the uh, dna increasing their dna vibration and retaining their dna vibration right so, um, they, that, that's why, you know, if you look back in the past, you'll see on the Titanic, they had first class, then they had everybody else, right? And then modern day, we have on the planes, they have the uh, first class, and then there's everybody else, right? So it's kind of like a tuning fork. If you have a tuning fork, um, and you hit that tuning fork, it'll resonate with the other tuning forks in, in the room, right? So it's the same, same kind of deal. And, um, it talks a lot about him, how the, the elite, they, they're not all good and not all bad. All right. Um, the, the elite believe that they, they should be in control, right? They should control you know, food, water, communications, you know, media, religion, banking, money. They want to control everything, and there's kind of a group. And he said he was inducted when he was 15 in this club called the Brotherhood. And some of the people in the Brotherhood are like Norman Sh General Schwarzkopf from uh, the um, Iraq War. And uh, another one was um, Mikhail Gorbachev from uh, the Russian leader. So he was friends, allegedly with friends, um, with these people. And uh, and the information is fascinating. And, you know, it's kind of supposed to be kind of secret, but, uh, you know, it's just a collection of regular people school teachers some business people like a whole variety of people there's nothing evil about it it's just a like a law of attraction club and um there's probably misinformation out there and stuff like that he gives historical background on a lot of the clubs and um okay let me tell you the, the foundation the found founding of the club there's this the group called the Jin council right and, you know, while I'm talking about this club, I'm not really trying to promote it to 
um, everyone, but I'm just telling you the story because it's a good story. And this isn't, this information isn't wildly, wildly available. You know, you can't find it in a Google search probably. And uh, I've never heard this stuff before. You know, there's a lot of missing pieces in Law of Attraction. And it's very fascinating that uh, the elites have kind of kept this information to themselves. And it's not like they have a one uh, one religion or they don't have a um, pick. They don't pick from just one source. You know, it's from all multiple different sources. It's it's eclectic uh, knowledge. Like that means from different sources. It's whatever works, whatever uh, helps benefit them, retain power, become powerful. That's kind of what they use, right? Um, so anyways, went on the cruise. We actually went through the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle on the way to the Bahamas. So I've been through the Bermuda Triangle and it's, it's fucking fascinating. Okay. The energy, I was actually asleep at the time, but you know, allegedly Kevin does energetic work and he stays up the whole time is a, I think a three day cruise and he doesn't sleep. He just walks around, walks around and he's doing energy work. And what energy work is, I'm, you know, it's hard to define. I'm not entirely sure, but it's, he's trying to clean people's energy up, right? You can, uh, if you get stuck in life, you probably have stagnant energy, right? If you have toxins, you could have stagnant energy. If you have a negative attitude about something, relationships, money, etc., you could have a negative energy or stuck energy. And um, even with just being uh, being um. Our, our our culture, you know, being uh, presented with information from day one, you know, a lot of it is negative. And even if you don't realize it or not, not you're being programmed in a way, right? That's why it's called TV programming, because they're programming you, they're programming your mind um, with limiting beliefs about money, about wealth, um, health, you know, negative programming that's basically about it he he kind of explains a lot about how the elite class is um the Jin council is a council of i think 30 members and they're anonymous other than kevin right um and he says they're from all these different clubs i, I have no way to prove this this is just what i've been told right so um, I'm pretty skeptical, but if about a lot of things and I try and research impossible, so I'm not saying this is all hundred percent accurate, you know, but this is just what I've been taught and you have to figure things out on your own. But he says the gin council is from people from all different clubs. So skull and bones, Freemasons, uh, Illuminati, etc., etc. I know you've heard a lot of bad things about these clubs and, you know, I've heard a lot of bad things about them too, right? But, um, obviously you can't, uh, individualize, uh, you can't apply group philosophy to an individual, right? So, and I believe there's actually like a black magic and a, and a good magic, right? And that's kind of what, what, what we've been taught to. There's a, 
there's a good way to manifest and then there's a negative way, right? And both work, right? You know, negative way to manifest works too, right? But it can affect your health and affect relationships and you can have a miserable life, right? Even though you can become super rich. And Kevin tells us about his friend uh, from Australia, Rene Rifkin. And he was amazing at manifesting money, but he was miserable, right? He was always unhappy. He had, I think, 65 cars and a yacht, and uh, he was into investing and all that, but he ended up being a miserable person, right? And I think he even committed suicide, right? So that was Kevin's friend. They used to have a yacht, and they would go on, go for, have a, they'd bring in a sushi chef on the yacht, and uh, they would bring musicians, and they would sit in a hot tub on the yacht, smoking cigars, making money, and writing books and, and stuff, doing whatever work that they had to do, right? Okay, so the cruise ship. Now, the people I met, well, you kind of, the thing is, if you meet somebody, you kind of attract who you are, right? So a lot of the people in the club, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep everybody anonymous other than some uh, uh, instructors that we had, but... Uh, a lot of the people were like kind of spiritual weirdos, you know, they're all into like, they believe spiritualism stuff and they're into energy and, and like one guy, he could read your aura and, and tell what kind of person you are just by reading your energy and some people could feel energy and et cetera, et cetera. And then there's some people that are super successful making like $50 million a year. I met like, there's athletes and celebrities and um, the world's best uh, uh, pool player, Mike Siegel, he was there. I met him. I met uh, Brian Tracy on another, another event. It wasn't on the cruise. I met Ed Foreman, who is two-time congressman, super successful guy of oil. He became successful, super wealthy at a young age off the oil business. He was a great guy. I recommend his uh, CD, How to Have a Great Day Every Day. That's one of the best CDs if you have children or just yourself in general. You should order that CD, listen to it a hundred times, right? Because... Uh, if you think about our culture has kind of programmed people in a negative way through repetition, right? So what should you do? You should program yourself in a positive way through repetition as well, right? In a successful way through repetition as well. Um, but the, okay, let's stay focused on the cruise. There's a lot to talk about. I haven't even gone into the training or uh, what we learned yet, but, um, I had the best sleep, and I don't know what happened to me that night, but I was just going through Bermuda Triangle. There's some kind of fucking power there, man. I, I can't explain it. You know, I think it's energy vortex or something, but I was, you know, it affected me deeply. Like, I was, I forgot who I was. Let's put it this way. I was so gone, so at peace, I forgot I was even a person when I woke up, and... I had the best, most refreshing sleep I ever had going through Bermuda Triangle. And then 
We have a lot of training and seminars, and it's basically different subjects. So the way the club works is you you would contact the gym counselor or whatever you say, like, hey, I, I want to learn how to be a good guitarist or musician, right? And then what would happen was they would bring in a, like a famous musician and they would teach you. You'd get a free seminar, right? Or you want to do real estate. So they would bring in uh, like the top real estate guy. Um, What was that guy's name? can't remember his name. but And then there was like a guy, marketing guy, Joel Bauer. He worked with... Uh, you can look at his video, um, the best business card in the world or something like that. It's got like over a million views. And he's a marketing guy who worked with Steve Jobs and all these top big companies. I went to his seminar and it was a, he does seminars, he charges $3,000 and he does like, he'll have 300 people in a seminar. So he makes 900 grand in like one day, this fucking guy, right? And, uh, he was actually like mentally handicapped when he was a kid, you know, he would sit in the corner all day playing with a piece of paper, just cl crumpling up and, and that's it. Whole day as a kid, he was like mentally challenged and uh, he'd sit in the corner playing with the, with the paper. Now he's super successful, retired and uh, yeah, I could I could make a two-hour podcast just talking about a seminar. There's so much good data there, but um, we're not supposed to talk to it because it's a free seminar. And he said, you know, you don't have to tell everybody what I taught you. But mm. so that that's the way the club would function, right? So we would it would bring in whatever subject you want to learn, and then you would attend seminars. So on the cruise ship, there would be two seminars going on at once so you could pick which one you want a health one a lot of people like when it comes to dreams and manifesting um everybody has their own goal has their own dream like a lot of people are focused on health and other people they don't care about that at all some people just want the money right and that's fine too and some people want to create a charity like a lot of people they wanted to create a charity or they wanted to manifest a relationship or whatever and uh but in the club you're taught a lot about like a lot of the information we're taught is always five minutes to learn and a lifetime to master so we're given 12 books to read i think it's about 12 like uh, and you're supposed to read those books over and over and over again because as you grow as a person you're gonna see new information that you never saw before in that same book right so you're going to read the same book over again you're going to see information that you never saw that first time right so it's very very fascinating and uh you're supposed to listen to audios over and over again because you're going to hear new information that you never heard before and it's being released like you're it's called releasing your abilities right and the goal, well, it's kind of to raise your DNA vibration, but it's really just to manifest your goals, right? That's the purpose of the club. To, and, and manifest is actually a bad word. It's to cre create your goals, right? You're there. You want to learn how to create your goals. So 
I've, I've been in about 12 years or something. Okay, this, um, so after the cruise, then I went on, there's multiple events and that apparently like a three day, we would do a three day weekend event and that's supposed to raise your DNA vibration permanently, right? Because if you go in a room and you're surrounded by a whole bunch of power, um, positive, high vibrational people, it's after three days, it's supposed to raise your vibration permanently, right? And I would feel it, man, like seriously, like, uh, it's like you have a battery inside and you go to the event and like, it would be tiring because you'd be in seminars and stuff all day, but we had dancing and stuff like that, obviously, and dinners and hangouts and fun stuff too, but a lot of seminars. But after that event, you would just, your battery would be up, up, and you'd be like so positive and hyped. And and then you would see everybody else that wasn't in the club, and you'd think like, man, these people, they have no energy. They're like down. Uh, they have no life into them. There's no spark in their eyes, but after you come out of the vent, you just be on cloud nine. You'd be just, your eyes would be, have light in them. You feel good. You feel amazing, right? And that's what happened when you go on an event. So there's kind of a formula for being in the club, right? A training program that we're taught that the elite go through and we had to go through as well, which is books, CDs, um, or books and audios. Uh, seminars, having a mentor, and uh, observing people, using these techniques, and I think there's one more, but there's a certain thing, and then we're supposed to memorize everything, right? Like, um, you're supposed to have it in your fingertips, because there's something called unconscious incompetence so you're not aware of anything right you're not aware that some places but um no it's like unconscious incompetent so you don't even uh you never thought about playing piano right and then uh you're consciously incompetent you try and play piano but you suck at it right and then your conscious competence you're consciously trying to do your fingers and you're playing you're actually playing a song so you're consciously competent and then you're unconsciously competent so it's kind of your subconscious takes over and you can just make a beautiful song right same with the learning any skills the same same four steps you go through right this is from the book psycho cybernetics right if you don't understand what I said, that's okay. It's not important, right? But every learning something new, you always go through the same four steps, right? So a lot of people never, like, um, a lot of people never heard of the law of attraction, but they could be super successful. So they're probably unconsciously, they just picked it up. You know, they, they learned the formula, right? And they picked it up. And they don't know what they're doing, but they're using it properly, right? They're super focused on one objective, and they're feeling good, and they're obsessed with that one thing, right? And they have one goal. That's it. They're focused on one goal. They have one thing going. 
and they have burning desire to achieve it and think about all day and uh, Kevin taught us that like we have uh, in the club you have access to the original law of success manuscript which you can't find anywhere right it was uh, the new law of success by Napoleon Hill was uh, well let me just tell you what law of success is okay so Napoleon Hill was hired by Andrew Carnegie to observe the wealthiest people on the world in the world at that time and study them for I think 25 years and he he wasn't even paid to do it he had to do it for free and then he was to make a manuscript like we're talking like Henry, Henry Ford and all these big billionaire guys right Thomas Edison and then he was making a manuscript publish what he learned right and that was a law of success book in uh, law of success and 17 lessons or something like that and what happened was Henry Ford who was a member of this the secret clubs uh, he didn't want this information getting out right so it was alleged that he bought up all the manuscripts, the Law of Success, and then he edited it down and then republished it as a Think and Grow Rich book, right? So a lot of the secrets were taken out of this book. But the original manuscript we have, uh, you gain access to if you become a club member and you can read it then. I've uh, seen what's missing, and a lot of it is talks about hypnotism, how to hypnotize large groups of people for politicians. If you're a politician, there's a bunch of uh, books in the Law of Success, the old manuscript. You're not going to find this anywhere, probably, right? But uh, in the old manuscript, there's a list of books talking a lot about hypnotism. I don't remember what those books are, but... It's kind of fascinating, right? Why would they want to edit out all these books? So this was kind of... And then Andrew Carnegie, what did he do with all his money? He bought up all these libraries, right? So it's a lot about controlling information. It's not that... I don't think he was just doing a good thing, you know, a charitable thing. I think he was obsessed with controlling information, so... If you own a whole bunch of libraries, you know, you can control, filter the information. Same thing is going on today, right? These guys, they own Google and all these big companies, right? And they, it's about controlling, filtering information. Um, okay, so there's a different training method, audios. With, like, if you, there's 12 levels in the in the club, right? And when you, you sign up, uh, you can sign up as an associate and you just pay like eight bucks a month or something. And you can get access to some seminar, uh, some seminars and videos, success videos for free, right? And you can go to meetings for free. You can go to big events. Um, some meetings for free. You can go to big events, but you still have to pay, but you can show up as a free member, right? So it's not like, it's not like, uh, you know, if you're just a regular person, you can't attend anything. It's not like that. Of course you can attend, right? But you have to pay 500 or something to go to a three-day seminar. It's like reasonable, right? You get fantastic uh, information from successful people. And if you've ever 
going to any self-development seminars, it costs a lot of money, right? It can cost thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Uh, but so over, over the years I, I've been going and just explaining myself, what I've learned as a whole, you know, a lot comes down to feeling like after being in the club 10 years, I haven't gone to every event, you know, I've gone to four or five, maybe five or six events. Uh, I probably haven't engaged as much as other people, but I've engaged pretty good. I've always, we, we get like 12 books to read, right? And you're supposed to buy these books, read them over and over again. Law of Success and 16 Lessons, Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People, uh, How I Raise Myself from raise myself from success to failure through selling um the secret is one of the books acres of diamonds that's a fantastic book i recommend that the go-getter and all these books have uh, ingredients that you need right and like go-getter is like an amazing book because you read that book and you'll be like man this guy never gave up he was like he was I think that's a, a Freemason book. This guy, the go go getter, was written by a Freemason, but this is a fantastic book. And uh, you read about what this guy went through to his, achieve his objective. He was a he was I I think it's a fiction. I'm not sure book, but um, he was a soldier in the army, and to get this job in a company, he had to go uh he had to grab this vase get this vase purchase this vase from a store and then deliver it to his boss in a different town that was his objective right but then he goes to try and find the vase and it was at the wrong address he couldn't find it and then he goes to another place and he finds appropriate address so they they purposely made it difficult for him to complete his task like it was a conspiracy to make it very difficult for him to complete this task right but he never gave up he just kept going and going and going he he would uh he went to the address they gave him and it wasn't there so he went three four blocks down three four five blocks the other way three four blo five blocks the other way and then he found the place and it was closed right so he had to get that vase. But then he, he was thinking, I'm just going to break the window. But there was, they put a policeman there smoking a cigar. So he was like, oh man, there's a policeman here. And then he tried to get a phone book to call the owner of the store. And there was it was uh, owned by Cohen, uh, some, some guy named Cohen. So he got the phone book of uh, the city he was in. And he called all the, all the Cohens in the city. And there was no, uh, none of, and none of them owned the store. Then he called, I got a phone box from neighboring city and he had to have a whole pocket full of quarters, right? And he's all doing this in like one, one day, right? So then he goes to another phone book from a neighboring town, then another phone book, then another phone book. He's all doing this just to complete his objective, right? And he has to get the vase to this other town to his boss for a gift for his uh, friend. 
And then he's just, he's getting sick. He's standing in the phone booth, booth and he has a bum leg and, uh, and, uh, his, uh, he got injured in the war. So he has a lot of injuries and he's getting frustrated. He's sweating, he's swearing, but he keeps going and going and going. Um, then after he telephoned like all these hundreds of people, then he finds the owner of the store, but the owner of the store is having dinner in a different town and he's at this person's house. Then he has to find the phone book and contact the house of the other town. So then he keeps going and calling this guy. And then eventually he contacts the owner. Then the owner says, okay, I'll sell you this vase, but you have to contact my supervisor or whatever. The shopkeeper you have to contact the shopkeeper he lives in this town so then he keeps on going he's frustrated then he contacts the shopkeeper then the shopkeeper comes down to the store so finally finally gets the guy to contact the store like a whole day is almost gone by right he's called like a hundred hundred fifty people on the telephone and then uh the guy comes down he says this uh, yeah the vase is two thousand dollars so he was like frustrated. He was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go nuts!" You know, two thousand dollars. This was like back in the the forties or fifties or whatever, right? So now he's gotta think up how to come up with two thousand dollars. So he says, "Well, here, I'll give you this check." And then the guy was like, "I can't accept your check. I don't know you, right?" Then he's getting frustrated, but he keeps going towards his goal, right? And then. And then he, uh, then he comes up, you know, he thinks, oh, I have this diamond ring that I found in the war when I was in France and I was at a battle and I, I took this diamond off a fallen soldier, right? So he goes back to his hotel room, he brings a ring and then he says, please appraise this ring. And the guy appraised it at conservative $2,000. Then you hold this ring as a deposit for my check and then come Monday you know I'll, I'll be cleared up right so then he finally gives him the vase and this Darko right but he's gotta be he's gotta be in this town far away so he knows a pilot so he's got the vase he knows a pilot he gets his friend who's a pilot to fly him so he flies him to this town and then this other guy he's on a train so he's got to catch this guy on a train so he just walks out on the tracks fucking stops the train right you know the, the everybody's pissed because he's he stands on the track somehow flags the train down and then they're like do you have a ticket and he's like no but i'll pay for a ticket no problem and he finally finds that guy and he's like just he's beat man he just collapses you know but he delivers the vase but it was late. It was late, but he still delivered delivered the vase, and they were shocked. Like uh, the the Cappy Jones, or whatever. He was shocked that he saw this guy. Like, oh, this guy actually did it. He delivered the vase, and then he told them it was a ruse. It was a plant. You know, the whole thing was a setup, and they actually changed the name of the sign on the store. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention, it was Cones B Cones Art Shop or something, and then. He would walk up and down the street. You see Beacon's art shop, but the cone was spelled 
uh, different than, right? So he was like, what the fuck? And they, they changed the name of the shop. They changed the sign on him. They put the police officer there. They made it super difficult for him to complete his task, right? But he actually did it. He did it. He came through. And he, then he got pissed off and he was like, he was going to like beat, beat the living crap out of this guy who tested him because he was a soldier and he's trained to obey orders, right? He's been trained and that's the secret. That's the training, right? So if you read that fucking book like 20, 30, 40, 50 times, like I read it at least 15, 15, maybe 20 times, right? But it programs you to be a go-getter to overcome, you know, to, to achieve your objective, to run through obstacles, to not give up, right? And, uh, yeah, that's how it was, but that's, that's just one book. And then there's other books too, right? Like, uh, The Secret, you know, a lot of people know that, they've heard about it, but have they applied it, you know? Have they applied it properly? Is there something missing? And, man, there's a lot, there's a lot to go into. I just scratched the surface, right? But, there's one, so it's everything we learn, it's five minutes to learn, a life, lifetime to master. And, uh, Bruce Lee, he was also taught that, we learn like a lot of Shaolin monk training, because Kevin was trained by Shaolin monks, so... We learn, like, I'm not afraid of the one, the 10,000 strikes you know that you practice once, but I'm afraid of the one strike you know and you practice 10,000 times. So, but, so there's uh, 12 levels. I'm going to end it up here pretty soon. Uh, at the, uh, you can, uh, at the end, I usually play my songs. So, I hope you enjoy my song. My artist's name is KT Frost. And, if you, I recommend if if you have any interest in this kind of information, uh, purchase the the CD set. Your wish is your command. Very very good CD. Um, Thirteen CDs. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. But uh, anyways, um, that's about it. So have a good day. Bye. Yeah yeah yeah. Katie's fucking here. Ain't nothing to fear. I'm drinking ten beer. While you're just sitting on the couch I'm gonna hit this like a cat on a mouse I burnt down your whole motherfucking house Cause I'm way too cool like this Katie's gonna break your wrist And I'm gonna give you a real nice diss And I'm gonna tip your girl a kiss Cause I'm bad like that Katie's got the chronic sack I rolled fucking mac pull on over katie's got a big range rover i'm a fucking cool casanova you don't know me i ain't no jehovah but i'll show up at your door i ain't fucking poor i'll steal your moms and i'll break down the door cause i'm way too cool like this katie's gonna give your girl a kiss it's in my blood wraps cleaner than mud i don't fire a dud i'm clean like a sun i'm 
supporting a gi. I rip rhymes like it's supposed to be. And all those are shaken and taken to flee. I like keep having fun entertainingly. Thanks everybody for supporting me. I'll make it huge, just wait and see. For I like to do it profoundly.